Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, CEO of ScaleX.ai and your host of the Living a Better Story podcast on C-Suite Radio, C-Suite TV. And I'm here today with Mitch Russo. Mitch is a business coach. Uh, he originally started in software development where he built the company as early as 20s and then sold it. And since then, he's been an author. He helps other companies help scale their organization so that they can also exit in a similar way to what Mitch exited, if that's their target. Uh, the most recent book he wrote was Power Tribes. And I'm enthused and eager to dig into a little bit of that because a lot of what we do in business relates to power tribes. So I'm very interested, the book's in the mail, so to speak, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. So Mitch, welcome to the conversation. Thanks for being here. Hey, Chad, thanks for inviting me. This sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It does. Well, and it, <laughs> I, I noticed your background there. I, I understand you're moving offices, so um, thus the cool background image. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I finally got my, my, uh, my happy place, which is a beach house on, on the ocean. So I can't wait to get there. That's great. Well, I know the trip to Sarasota a few weeks ago was nice and I've been already telling my wife, Hey, maybe we ought to get a place on in Florida someday. So Yay. working on it. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, let's dig in. I like for everybody to understand the best way to understand kind of you as a person is to go back in time. And you think about when you're very young, you're five, six, whatever ages you're having the first memories at, what was your passion? What did you enjoy doing when you were a young child? I was always fascinated by science. Uh, science and electricity were my passion since I, I was seven, six, seven years old. Um, and um, my, uh, my interest in electricity started by reading a book at eight, I think eight, maybe nine on Thomas Alva Edison, the inventor of the light bulb. Um, so at that point I became, now I have uh, a personality type that I think many entrepreneurs do. I get obsessed with things. So when I like something, I dive in completely uh, and I sort of not pay a lot of attention to other things when I do that. So while my grades were falling in school, my science grades were, you know, at the top of the range because I became so immersed in learning about science, in particular, 
after reading every book in the Brooklyn Public Library on Thomas Alva Edison, um, my mom at that point used to started writing publishers and asking them if they have any others that I should read. So uh, it really became my passion. And I followed that passion as a young man into my adult life as well. Wow. I think in today's day and age, they try to rebrand that uh, skill, as I'll call it, as ADD or ADHD. Or, and I've always felt similar, right? When you get on task, you, you want to you get to the bottom of it, right? Correct. If I'm programming them a website, man, I'm going to be there for eight hours and I'm going to get that thing cranked out and at least to a 98% level. And um, that, that's, it's interesting. It can be a, a two-edged sword, right? That you've probably had to work through in your life. Of course, of course. But I, I feel gifted to have that ability. Uh, I can focus real well uh, and, um, and zero in on something and stick with it for a long time. So that, that, and that to me brings me a lot of joy. That's outstanding. And if you were to tie the thread between then and now to how does that apply to what it is you're helping companies with, um, you know, how does that tie together to, to today's work that you're doing? Well, you know, uh, over the years, over the decades, I should say, I have developed a methodology by which I can look at a company through the eyes of the CEO and together create a visual map of their entire organization on one screen and in one hour or about 90 minutes sometimes. And what I, the reason I do this is because in order to, me, to find growth opportunities for my clients, I first have to see the entire business three-dimensionally. Uh, and for me, that starts by building this, this particular type of a visual map. Um, and it's a, based on a mind map structure. Uh, but by the time I'm done with it, it's much more than that. It combines the equivalent of a mind map and a flow chart. And it shows us exactly, basically past and present and future all at the same time. And then from there, we start assigning initiatives and then we work towards those initiatives with accountability every session. So that is sort of what I'm doing now. And you know, after helping Tony Robbins uh, as a founder with Tony to build Business Breakthroughs International, um, one of the things that I learned a lot about are the different business models that people engage in. And so for over the years, it's become very intuitive for me to see a business model that is, that is maybe different than all the ones around that particular individual and pull from my experience uh, possibilities of, of exploring new sales channels, new marketing channels, which is partially why I invented the, um, the Power Tribes concept. That's awesome. Um... I, I did not recognize that you've been part of that program. Do you know Carl then from Board of Advisors, who was also uh, with Tony Robbins at one point? Did you say Carl Gould? Carl Gould, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Carl and I are good friends. We we became friends, I think, in the very first meeting. We, it was like a little bit of birds of a feather. You know, it was, it was terrific. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I hit it off with him the first time he spoke, and he told the story of how I think he was in San Diego and he had to get to LA with no money and then get back by the time the class was. And they, I think he left at eight at night or 10 at night or something. And he thought he was going to get a good night's sleep that night. And uh, <laughs> I, th I think he made it in time, but yeah. that story was pretty compelling. Absolutely. Yeah. It turns out we have a lot of cross points. <clears throat> uh, Carl turned out to have coached Chet Holmes uh, before he started working with Tony originally. Uh, and, and of course I met, Tony through my friendship with Chet. So wow. 
That's so amazing. it was it was great to connect all the dots, you know, when we finally started talking. Well, you've you've rubbed elbows with some of the best of the best in the in the world. Um, my next question is around the painful things we go through, right? It when you when you look at them and you face them, they seem like mountains in a lot of cases, right? How mm -hmm. the heck am I going to get over, around, or under that thing? And then you do it, and you look back and you go, "Huh." Um, have what you know? Is there a is there a big one that you can talk about that that you faced uh, that you're comfortable talking about that you know now looking back actually might have turned into a gift for you? Like what what were some of those for you? Sure. Well, I'll go back a lot of years. Um, in, in high school, um, I had a rock band and we were having a lot of fun. Uh, but the dark side of having a rock band was I got involved with drugs. And uh, I, you know, like I told you a minute ago, I get pretty obsessed with things once I become interested in them. So I became uh, addicted to hard narcotics. I was shooting heroin at the age of 16. <clears throat> and there was a moment in time, which I tell when I, when I give my keynote, I have a whole story about how I was 10 seconds from death. Uh, and it really, it was real. It was not like, maybe I was, it was I was 10 seconds from death. Uh, when all of a sudden I got a second chance um, and, and then I had to face the, the possibility of recovering from severe uh, drug addiction on my own until eventually I got help. So there were th that, that was one of the times in my life. Um, and the other times, you know, related to, to life, you know, are, are the, you know, the relationships, you know, the, the marriages, uh, the failed ones in particular, uh, and then in business, you know, the, the fact that, you know, again, uh, built this company from scratch, didn't know what I was doing when I did, uh, and then almost lost it all. So all of these things are what make us richer as individuals and provide us with incredible, valuable lessons that we could then teach others. Wow. That's, uh, I can, I, I did, I did have a, 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 a interaction with drugs when I was around 16, but it wasn't uh, 10 seconds from death level, but it certainly had a, an eye-opening experience when my dad came to pick me up from a rock concert and, uh, and I wasn't doing so well. And we went into the ER and that kind of thing. So, and that was certainly a fork in the road. Um, mm. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and a good fork. <laughs> yep, of <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Wow, that's um, that that's that's big time, and and if you were if someone's listening right now, and maybe they're in their teens, maybe they're fifty years old, doesn't matter, and they've found themselves, wow, I really love to drink wine three days a week, and I drink the whole bottle, or maybe I'm doing something in the in drugs that I shouldn't be doing. It sounds like it took getting to rock bottom for you to get to a level where you figured it out. Is there something that you could give advice for people on that? You know, how, how, how do you avoid getting 10 seconds from death? Yeah, it's a, that's a hard question to answer because I think it'd be different for everybody. Uh, most of us need to hit bottom in order to bounce. It's hard to bounce off air, uh, but, you know, hard bottom is where you bounce. That's where I bounced. Um, but, but I think the simplest advice I could give offer you is uh, most people don't realize the pain that they're inflicting on those around them. And, you know, maybe that would be a way to realize just how bad you're doing. If, if you look around you and you see the pain you're inflicting <clears throat> might be a good opportunity to take a second look 
and see maybe uh, if you're doing something that, that you can, some type of behavior that's affecting others that you can change. Uh, in alcoholism, uh, we have an Al-Anon program and the Al-Anon program, I went through the Al-Anon program because I married an alcoholic wife uh, and we were together for 14 years. And um, without Al-Anon, I, I think I would have, I would have had a lot of more difficult problems with my family and life. But Al-Anon has helped me deal with being the family of an alcoholic. Uh, and I, I'd say get involved with a program like Al-Anon if there is addiction in your life and you're not the addicted person. If you are, you know, start doing the research and look for a place where you can get help because that's the only way out. It, it's very hard to do it on your own. Maybe impossible. Mm. That's good advice. Um, you've obviously been successful helping other entrepreneurs. You exited a company. If you were to, you know, wave the proverbial magic wand uh, and and change something, is there anything that you would say would change everything? It sounds like you're doing it because you're moving down the street to a to a beach house. <laughs> but is there anything else that comes to mind? Well, I'm not sure I understand the question. Could you ask it to me? Well, Maybe it's it really the question is, what would you like to accomplish in life that would change everything for you? Uh, well, you know, at this stage of my life, um, I'm not really looking to change anything. Uh, I've, I've, I'm at a point where, you know, I meditate every day. I have uh, my life arranged pretty much exactly the way I want it. I'm in good physical health. Uh, I have a beautiful circle of friends and family members and uh, you know, I, I, you know, I have uh, resources to that I could use to enjoy my life and travel and kind of do what I like. The, the only thing I could say is more of the same. You know, I've uh, recently immersed myself in crypto and have uh, learned a lot about that and have had some success with it and continue to, to do that as well. But, you know, I just am simply looking for things that make me happy. And that's all I'm really, that's all I care about right now, to be honest. I love that answer because if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, are you successful? I would mm -hmm. say, well, you know, and, I, and there's a hesitancy in my voice and it's because I hadn't owned, well, what does success mean for me? What would the blueprint look like, right? When you walk out your house in the morning, what kind of car are you driving? Who, who are you married to? What are your, what are your relationship with your children? I mean, all these questions if you can blueprint and architect it, and that's what you've been able to do is build it. So it's like every day I know I'm doing exactly what I need to do. And that's what I think living a better story is really about. Um, we partnered with a guy named Robert White, who was part of the original human tra uh, transformation, uh, human potential movement. So he, he knows of all the folks you're talking about a, a bit ago. He's trained in China and other places. And it's, how to live an extraordinary life is the book that he wrote. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's what you're living. So I think that's, that's a, a neat answer to the question that gives a lot of people hope to say, what do you want it to be? And then go do that. <laughs> right? Well, you know, a lot of times people are confused uh, about what success is. Like you said a minute ago, when you walk outside and look at the car you're driving, if you truly believe that's what success is, you'd be mistaken. And, and I say that is because there's nothing wrong with having a great car. I happen to have a great car, but not because I care about it. 
Uh, in other words, if I cared enough about it, where I was, you know, taking a substantial part of my savings or my income to divert to having a status symbol, that is a what I would call a, a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember many, many years ago, I was a little boy and my dad bought a Cadillac. And I said to my dad, I said, wow, dad, that's incredible. That how long did it take you to save up to buy a Cadillac? Remember, I'm a little boy. I think everybody gets an sure. allowance you, or something. You, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so he said to me, honey, if I had, if I, I would never buy a car like this unless I had 10 to 20 times the amount of this car costs in the bank. And I said, ah, I understand. And so that was the first hint that it's, you don't live to create status. You create status from the way you live. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's right. Um, what, so I'm going to pivot a little bit and ask about yeah. business questions. So sure. what do you find missing then you're working with successful companies that changes everything for a business. Because a lot of the questions we're asking around your success and, and mm-hmm. where you came from, businesses are also born, right? And they, they act like a human uh, in many ways with a lot of different pieces to it. So what do you find is missing inside of the companies that you often work with? Well, many of the companies uh, that have had some success are trapped by it. So like, for example, one of my clients was doing a certain type of marketing. And when lead flow started to dry up, uh, their initial response was, let's do more of that, you know, and because it's really what they knew to be successful. And when I came along and showed them a whole different way, it was like a revelation, although what I was teaching them was not something particularly unique. It was just basically guiding them to do it right. Uh, and in this case, it turned out to be how to use a podcast for generation of client leads. And once I showed them the system and the, the process that I had built and had taught now to dozens of other private clients, you know, they, they immediately said, oh, well, I want to do that too. And, and so it's not a matter of me inventing anything. Yeah, I can arrange things in a certain order. Uh, most of what you know, I help people with are things that are out there, but they don't know about or perfecting things that frankly could deliver much better results if they just did them a little bit differently. I don't know. That may be too vague. If, if it is, let me know. No, I get it. It's, a, it's, it's really the unique set of eyeballs on a business is what you're saying, right? They, they're so used to things being a certain way, something changes, and, and they're going to solve it by just doing more of what's not working. And, right. yeah, and you come in and say, hey, no, there's an A to B strategy. Let's move over to the B track and, and well, get off the track that doesn't work. True. And, and remember, um, as I said earlier, when I start with any new client, I build the map first. So I'm already looking 360 at their entire business, their sales channels, their marketing channels, their budgets, their revenue, their product lines, their, and I do a full analysis of their financials as well. So at the end of the day, it's going to be pretty easy for me as a completely objective third party to see what's missing after I've done this now, I'm thinking like a thousand times or more. So, you know, there's not much new I'm going to see when I look at this stuff, but I will see things missing. And that's how I, um, that's kind of how I operate when I work with clients. 
And then once you identify the 360 view or the mind map that you talked about, um, I understand you've developed or leverage a SaaS application for coaching. Um, how does that work? And I, I assume that is part of, right? After you do the 60 to 90 minute session, then it's okay, now what? And, and that's probably where the SaaS application fits. That, that's right. Now, Chad, what I'm about to tell you is completely unimpressive and quite boring. And probably most people don't even want to do it. But I'll tell you anyway, because it's my process. So once we build the map and once we come up with what I think of as a plan moving forward, at that point, I do something quite mundane. I said, okay, great. Well, we're going to be meeting for the next six weeks or eight weeks or whatever the number is. Let's set goals. What what are the trackable numeric goals we can set week to week over the next eight weeks? And then can we measure how we've done from week to week or session to session? And most people go, oh yeah, sure, no problem, let's do that. But it's amazing what that shows up and what we end up doing. So that's step one. So I, I immediately implement a goal tracking system with clients. The second thing I do is I work with them to understand what they want to be held accountable for. And then I build a series of accountability questions that again are managed by my software and then deployed every week, uh, you know, via a verbal uh, conversation really, and then recorded by my software uh, as the system progresses. And then finally, um, you know, with each session, I take notes with each session, I provide guidance as to what, the, what their goals are for the next session, what their homework is in essence for the next session. Uh, and then of course, we, we, um, we set up the next session using a calendar link. And uh, they also want a recording of the session. So we, we, we grab that recording. All of what I've just described is done automatically inside of Clientfolio. Clientfol.io is my new SaaS platform for coaches. And it's a one screen system. So on my current desktop, if I were without a client folio, I have five applications, six applications open. So I'm, I have Trello open, I have a spreadsheet open, I have a, a Evernote open, I have uh, multiple tabs on my browser open for calendaring and, and, and everything else. And then after the session is over, I have to go to each of these screens, collect all that data, drop it into an email, and then send it to a client. And then when I start with that client again in the following week, I have to go and open all those screens again and reread what I wrote the previous time. So I was wasting about 30 plus minutes per session on admin. Now, Chad, this is cognitive time. This is middle of the day, peak performance time that I could be using to help clients. Instead, I'm doing $9 an hour admin work, which is not suitable for any of, any of my clients or any coaches. So what I did is I built a SaaS platform that encapsulates everything I've just described into a single browser window. That's outstanding. So, and, and I'm assuming you've deployed that multiple times. Um, let's, for someone who doesn't have the software yet, are there some of the aspects that a coach could use to increase their value to, to their clients, um, you know, with or without the software? Sure. And like I said before, I mean, what I'm doing is somewhat basic and mundane. Uh, create a spreadsheet uh, and, and, every, and have a spreadsheet 
<clears throat> for every client, or maybe a tab, if you like, for every client, and uh, then create um, the goals on the left, uh, you know, whatever their goals will be. And I recommend tracking a minimum of six, uh, three to six, I guess is the right number. And then along the top of the dates of your meetings, and then use the spreadsheet to graph the, the collected content every single week, and then copy and paste that graph and paste it into the email that you send with your assignment. So there you go. You could do it with a spreadsheet. Again, with Clientfolio, it's it's all right there. Yeah, and, and these apps aren't that expensive these days. If someone wanted to sign up, what's the standard uh, subscription package? Oh, it, it's very expensive. So I, I'm really only talking to your uh, to your most wealthy clients because it can be as low as $16.66 a month. <laughs> so <clears throat> if that's too much, I understand it's, you know, but we priced it at this level because we believe that we want to help as many people as we can. Well, in this inflationary market that we live in today, that's probably about the price of a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or close to, to a month days. worth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Wow, but, I that's, mean, that's awesome. Yeah, and you know, the other thing about it is that if you do sign up and work with the system, there, you know, I ran into limitations with other coaching systems where. As soon as I went from three to four clients, I had to pay more money. <clears throat> well, I resented that because I don't think that that's required. I don't think it should be. So I just set up a system that has unlimited. Uh, you can create as many clients as you want. You could have as many goals as you want, as many accountability questions as you want. You could have as many as anything you want um, for you in your business for you as a coach. If you have a multi-coach organization, you could add as many coaches as you want at the same price at $16.66 per month for each of your coaches. And the software rolls up all their data so you can get a coach management report showing you the productivity of all your teams as well. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so my last question is around faith. And so you said before we actually launched the call today, you said you've done some work in spirituality uh, applications, if I'm not mistaken, before or you worked with a company that that does that, um, you were, as you shared today on the call, you were 10 seconds away. I mean, that's a that's a quick stopwatch, right? And you you know you're there. Um, what impact does faith have on your uh, approach to life um, and and the journey that you're on? Well, you know, I I I would call what I practice. Um, as tuning into my, my, my higher power. Uh, and you can call it source, you can call it God, you can call it your higher power, whatever you like, Jesus, Buddha, pick a name, it doesn't matter, it's all the same. And so with me, my process is very simple. And you know, again, I've, I've studied almost every, well, it's hard to say that there's so many. I studied, I've studied about 12 different religious models over the years. Um, I'm, I was born and raised in a Jewish home and I, and I think Judaism can be a very beautiful religion, but there are parts of it that, you know, I just don't resonate with as, as it is with almost every religion. So I, I settled in on something very simple. I like to simplify. Um, I like to find a better way. That is my why. So my why is to find a better way. And for me, the best, the best way is to meditate every day. I start with that. And then I remove systematically remove the things from my life that don't make me happy. Uh, fear is not a problem. I see fear. Um, 
and I feel fear. And I know when I do that if I can work through it, I will raise my vibration to a higher level where I will no longer ever feel that again when it comes to that topic. So I remember <clears throat> once being afraid to speak on stage and for a long time until finally I broke through that fear. I spoke on stage. And I was never afraid again. Uh, and I think it's for anybody listening to the show. If you have a challenge that you're afraid of, I mean, I mean, don't be stupid. Obviously, if you're afraid of jumping off a building, that's a good fear. Uh, <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> if you're afraid of doing something, maybe getting out there, maybe being public, maybe having a persona bigger than what you think you have or are, do it, work through it, and you will no longer be afraid of those things. That's part of what it takes to be happy is to make progress and grow. And I like to grow in some way every day, whether it's playing guitar, whether it's in my personal photography, uh, which is my true passion, or whether it's the business processes that I learn and deploy. Every day I want to grow in some way. I heard someone, uh, a, a coach named Rich Litvin once talk for a four-day session. And he hit one of his main themes of that weekend was it's, it's either a hell yes, a hell no, but like get rid of the, the, the hell knows. Right. And, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what I'm hearing you say here is what are those things that don't make you happy? And when you can clear those out, it's a, all it takes is a couple. And the, and we all have dozens that try to get on our shoulder and care and follow <laughs> us around. And when you meditate, the world becomes clear and you can take in a breath and go, wait a minute. Like one time I remember even in my, in my bedroom on the, on the dresser, there was too much clutter. And it's such a simple, stupid thing that most people would just say, well, what are you talking about? But it mattered. And now I just have one little piece on there. And now that's calming for me. And it was, you know, if you can pay attention to things, people in your lives, where things are like all of it. And, and I love that you just continually, it's like getting a haircut. <laughs> Well, you know, the other good thing about it is that if you have a focus on staying happy, uh, this amazing thing happens. You only attract happy people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're negative in your life, you're going to attract negative people. If you're happy in your life and you stay, and listen, no one can be 100% happy all the time. I think that's, there's, there's a level of insanity that I think that would be called. But, but you know, if you're staying happy most of the time, uh, then I will tell you for certain that you will attract people who are also staying happy most of the time too. And that becomes very, that's very valuable to me. And it's, and it was an observation. I've heard it said before. I never quite figured it out until I watched it unfold for me in my life. That's awesome. Well, the coaching app that you built sounds like our initial go at 77 prey is coming out within the next month or so. Mm -hmm. And um, it's an accountability app, right? And it just says, right. Hey, connect with your higher power in the morning and at night, and everything else throughout the day, you know, now that you've got the, the bookends of connecting with your higher power, or like you said, uh, you know, your Buddha, your whichever higher power you're connecting to. But if you, right. if you cause yourself to remember to do that, that's what the, your app helps people do. That's what the Excel spreadsheet with the email accountability helps you do. If you just put one foot in front of the other, it's amazing how by the time you're done, you could travel from California to New York. <laughs> Easily. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a good, it's a good thing to be making progress. Um, you know, I think Tony teaches this quite a bit. You know, when, when people are not 
moving forward, when they're not evolving, they're not going to feel good. And I know for me, that's true. I love, you know, even in quote unquote, when I retired, I'm not retired yet, uh, but I'm inching towards retirement. Uh, even in retirement, it doesn't mean I'll stop learning. It doesn't mean I'll stop evolving. It just means I'll stop doing things for the purpose of making money. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, Mitch, if, if people want to get a hold of you, how would the best, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, certainly if they would like to take a, a, a peek at the software, it's clients, C-L-I-E-N-T-F-O-L dot I-O, clientfolio. Notice how cool I was with that dot I-O extension, Chad. I mean, that's very 2021 of you, no doubt about it. Well, see, there you go. You know, uh, I wanted to do it right. So uh, so go to Clientfolio, check it out. You, for a buck, you get two weeks of usage and you could see how you like it. Uh, to know a little more about me in general, just go to MitchRusso.com. Outstanding. Mitch, it's been a fabulous conversation. I'm glad we got to know each other more. Um, I look forward to seeing you at the next event in Florida. And um, heck, maybe we'll have to come in a day early and check out the place at the beach or something. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. That'd <laughs> Sounds be great. fun to me. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining the Living a Better Story podcast. I'm Chad Burmeister. We've been talking with Mitch Russo. And uh, what an awesome story. Be in your zone. I mean, discover your talents. Don't get 10 seconds away from the end like Mitch did. There's things you can do to understand that you are there and, you know, figure out that you're at the bottom and then uh, and go figure it out. So let's let Mitch's life be a, uh, a beacon to, to turn on the light bulb for you to go figure that out. It's the helps there and, and you're a good person. So, all right. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Chad. Talk again soon. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ.